Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBT radio magazine. I'm Lucia Chappell. India's transgender rights bill backfires, queer law professor slaps back at impeachment hearing insult, and Broadway and movie musicals sing out. All that and more this week because you've tuned in to This Way Out. I'm Michael LeBeau. And I'm Sarah Sweeney. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the two weeks ending December 7th, 2019. India's parliament passed the Transgender Persons Protection of Rights 2019 bill on November 26th, despite warnings from gender rights activists that it was deeply flawed and would do more harm than good. Many of those opponents demonstrated their displeasure on the streets of Bangalore, New Delhi, and elsewhere. The legislation prohibits discrimination against transgender people and criminalizes physical abuse. But activists say that specific types of discrimination are not spelled out, so those provisions are essentially toothless and unenforceable. Critics also charge that the measure doesn't specifically define the types of physical and sexual violence that trans people all too often experience. Penalties for sexual violence against trans people are lower than for similar crimes against women. However, the most egregious provisions involve identity certificates. First, trans people must apply to a local government official for the certificate. Then, unless they can provide proof that they've undergone gender reassignment surgery, it will only identify the person as transgender, not male or female. The surgery is an extremely expensive procedure that some trans people do not want to undergo, no matter the cost. Activists also point out that no members of the trans community were invited to participate in the drafting of the bill. Therefore, they say it was written by people who have no knowledge or lived experience of being transgender. Grace Benu of the Trans Rights Now Collective told the Washington Post that the measure is not just problematic, but regressive. Activists are vowing to challenge the legislation in court. 47 Nigerian men are pleading innocent to charges of displaying affection in public with a member of the same gender. The defendants are among 57 men arrested during a police raid on a hotel meeting room in the capital city of Lagos. Police claim to be tracking down the 10 others who failed to appear in court on November 27th. Convictions carry a penalty of 10 years in prison. Defense lawyers say that their clients were just attending a birthday party, but police officials call it a gay club initiation ceremony. No one has been convicted under the same-gender affection-in-public measure that was signed into law by then-President Goodluck Jonathan in 2014. Human Rights Watch and other advocacy groups accuse police of using the statute to shake down suspects for bribes to keep from being charged. Zinar Mohammed of the Lagos-based Initiative for Equal Rights told Reuters, The vagueness of the law makes it impossible to get a conviction. What does amorous show of same-sex affection mean? The next court hearing is scheduled for December 11th. Two gay men in Zambia got 15-year prison sentences on December 3rd for crimes against the order of nature. Jafet Chadaba and Stephen Samba committed those crimes by being consenting gay adults at a lodge north of the Zambian capital of Lusaka. While they were having sex, a hotel employee apparently spied on them through a window and reported them to the authorities. U.S. Ambassador to Zambia Daniel Foote said in a statement that he was personally horrified to learn of the prison terms for the men who, he said, had a consensual relationship which hurt absolutely no one. The 20-year diplomat did not name names but added, Meanwhile, government officials can steal millions of public dollars without prosecution. 
Foreign Affairs Minister Joseph Melanji said this week that the Southern African nation will lodge a formal protest with the U.S. government over Foote's remarks. Zambian President Edgar Lungu is known to have said that those advocating gay rights should go to hell. That issue is foreign to this country. Hong Kong's first election since street protests began have swept a pro-democracy slate into power. A record 71% of eligible voters went to the polls 22 years after the city was returned to Chinese control. Openly gay candidate Jimmy Sham is among the 17 out of 18 pro-democracy district council member candidates elected. At least four notoriously anti-queer incumbents were defeated. The 32-year-old Sham is walking on crutches after a homophobic assault by hammer-brandishing men during the election campaign. He leads the Civil Human Rights Front, an umbrella group of pro-democracy organizations. Sham joins openly gay Hong Kong Legislative Council member Ray Chan as the city's second elected out politician. He called his victory a reflection of the undeniable desire for more civic freedoms and said, "We are trying to listen to the demands of the people and to fight for their rights." LGBTQ people need not apply for government jobs in Indonesia. The Jakarta Post reported that job openings posted by the Attorney General's office and the Ministries of Trade and Defense require that applicants not be pregnant and not be mentally disabled and not show sexual orientation or behavioral deviations. A spokesperson for the Attorney General's office explained that we just want the normal ones; we don't want the odd ones. Usman Hamid of the Indonesian branch of Amnesty International condemned the blatant bias. He said. Indonesia should be trying to recruit the best and brightest to its civil service, not applying arbitrary and hateful restrictions. Australian anti-queer star rugby player Israel Folau settled his unlawful termination lawsuit against Rugby Australia late this week. He was fired earlier this year for a number of offensive social media posts, including one that warned drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, "Hell awaits you. Repent. Only Jesus saves." Folau demanded $14 million in damages. The undisclosed settlement amount is reportedly about $8 million. A joint statement said that the organization and the player wish each other well for the future. Folau said he felt vindicated by the settlement and repeated his strong support for a promised religious freedom bill. Folau has found work with Tonga's national rugby team. The South Pacific island nation punishes private consensual adult gay sex with up to ten years in prison. Lesbian sex is not against the law. He should feel more comfortable there, especially since the government of his Pentecostal Christian brother, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, announced this week that federal parliament won't be seeing the controversial religious freedom bill until sometime next year. Critics call the draft version a license to discriminate against LGBTQ people. Finally, Republican Congressman Chris Stewart of the U.S. State of Utah has announced his sponsorship of what he's calling the Fairness for All Act. In his mind, it's a compromise, a measure that establishes basic civil rights for LGBTQ people, while it still allows anti-queer discrimination by who it calls the owners of small businesses whose religious and moral principles prevent them from participating in activities that are contrary to their conscience and belief. BuzzFeed has seen a 69-page draft of the legislation. They note that the bill would also allow certain religious corporations to discriminate against LGBTQ workers, and it would let federally funded adoption and fostering agencies cite religious belief to reject lesbian and gay applicants. 
the Democratic Party-controlled House with a handful of Republican votes, has already passed the Equality Act. It establishes full anti-bias protections for LGBTQ people under federal law. Like some 275 other bills passed in the Nancy Pelosi-led lower house, Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has refused to allow it to even be debated in his chamber. Congressman Stewart's Fairness for All Act has the endorsement of the Mormon Church, although most right-wing conservative groups complain that it doesn't allow enough religious-based discrimination. Alfonso David of the Human Rights Campaign mirrored criticism from other queer and human rights groups. He called the proposal an unacceptable partisan vehicle that erodes existing civil rights protections based on race, sex, and religion. For LGBTQ people living at the intersection of multiple marginalized identities, this bill is a double whammy of dangerous rollbacks and discriminatory carve-outs. This bill is both wrong and harmful. LGBTQ people deserve full federal equality, period. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude for the two weeks ending December 7th, 2019. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappell, produced by Brian DeShazer, recorded at the studios of KPFK Los Angeles, and brought to you by you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. And you can listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio YouTube channel. For This Way Out, I'm Sarah Sweeney. And I'm Michael LeBeau. I've got to be where my spirit can run free. Fears and ones controlled me can get to me at all. Some not-so-secret musical messages later in the program. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. Trump impeachment watchers and U.S. House Republicans got an earful this week from Stanford Law School professor Pamela Carlin, Carlin is a self-avowed, snarky, bisexual Jewish woman with plenty of queer legal cred. Last month, she argued one of the pending LGBTQ employment rights cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. She assisted with Edie Windsor's challenge to the Defense of Marriage Act, and she helped prepare a Justice Department brief for the Obergefell case that led to the High Court's marriage equality ruling. Carlin's fiery exchange with Representative Doug Collins of Georgia at the House Judiciary Committee hearings on December 4th went viral. What is really interesting over today and for the next few weeks is America will see why most people don't go to law school. No offense to our professors. But please, really, we're bringing you in here today to testify on stuff that most of you have already written about, all four, for the opinions that we already know, out of the classrooms that maybe you're getting ready for finals in to discuss things that you probably haven't even had a chance to do, unless you're really good on TV of watching the hearings for the last couple of weeks, you couldn't have possibly actually digested the Adam Schiff report from yesterday or the Republican response in any real way. Mr. Collins, I would like to say to you, sir, that I read transcripts of every one of the witnesses who appeared in the live hearing because I would not speak about these things without reviewing the facts. So I'm insulted by the suggestion that as a law professor, I don't care about those facts. I spent all of Thanksgiving vacation 
sitting there reading these transcripts. I didn't, you know, I, I ate like a turkey that came to us in the mail that was already cooked because I was spending my time doing this. And the most chilling line for me of the entire process was the following. Ambassador Sondland said he had to announce the investigations. He's talking about uh, 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 President Zelensky. He had to announce the investigations. He didn't actually have to do them as I understood it. And then he said, I never heard, Mr. Goldman, anyone say that the investigations had to start or had to be completed. The only thing I heard from Mr. Giuliani or otherwise was they had to be announced in some form. And what I took that to mean was this was not about whether Vice President Biden actually committed corruption or not. This was about injuring somebody who the president thinks of as a particularly, uh, a, a particularly hard opponent. Imagine living in a part of Louisiana or Texas that's prone to devastating hurricanes and flooding. What would you think if you lived there and your governor asked for a meeting with the president to discuss getting disaster aid that Congress has provided for? What would you think if that president said, I would like, to do you, I would like you to do us a favor? I'll meet with you, and I'll send the disaster relief once you brand my opponent a criminal. Wouldn't you know in your gut that such a president had abused his office, that he'd betrayed the national interest? That was bisexual Stanford Law School professor Pamela Carlin at the U.S. House Judiciary Committee hearings regarding the impeachment of President Donald Trump. I'm guilty. The next thing you'll hear. If your aim is to witch on the queer community. It's about uh, the fight against liberal democracy. The next thing you'll hear. Scottish Highlands. Argentina. Out of the shadows of corruption and into the light of justice. The, the next, next thing, thing you'll hear. hear Argentina. Congress is already working on this issue. Bogota. Imagine the effect this has on gay children. The next thing you hear will be This Way Out's exciting plans for the new year. You can support our efforts and get great audio gifts at thiswayout.org. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Okay, it's a stereotype. Gay men love musicals. And it seems that musicals have a soft spot for queer people, too. Singing between the lines, take another listen to music from West Side Story, Pippin, Calamity Jane, and Frozen. There's a place for us somewhere. And quiet and open air Wait for us somewhere There's a time for us So may your time for us Time together with time Yeah. 
Everything has its season, everything has its time. Show me a reason and I'll soon show you a rhyme. Cats fit on the windowsill, children fit in the snow. Why do I feel I don't fit in anywhere I go? Rivers belong where they can ramble. My spirit can run free. Gotta find my corner of the sky. Every man has his daydreams, every man has his goal. People like the way dreams have of sticking to the soul. Thunderclouds have their lightning, nightingales have their song. And don't you see, I want my life to be something more than long. Rivers belong where they can ramble. Eagles belong where they can fly. I've got to be where my spirit can run free. Something small, but I won't rest until I know I'll have it all. So don't ask where I'm going, just listen when I've gone. And far away, you'll hear me singing softly to the dawn. Rivers belong where they can ramble, eagles belong where they can fly. My spirit can run free. Gotta find my corner of the sky.
secret loves no secrets
How Pride Gets a Boost from Golden Rainbow, Kinky Boots, The Greatest Showman, and La Caja Foal. That's next time on This Way Out. Thanks for discovering This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Michael LeBeau and Sarah Sweeney, produced by Brian DeShazer. Thanks also to Barry McKay. The Bobby Fuller Four, Larry Curt and Carol Lawrence, John Rubenstein, Doris Day, and Edina Menzel performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This Way Out thanks the Kicking Assets Fund of the Tides Foundation, the Ivana Foundation, the estate of Christopher David Trentum, Jed Proctor and Brian Burns, Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley, and all of the listener donors who make this program possible. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email tworadio at aol.com, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For coordinating producer Greg Gordon and the entire This Way Out crew, I'm Lucia Chappelle. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on 3CH, Wooden Victoria, WBDYLP Binghamton, New York, KGAY Palm Springs, California, and a wide array of community radio stations and other outlets around the world, including this one. Now y'all stay tuned. This is WJFF Jeffersonville and W233AH Monticello. You were just listening to This Way Out. Support for that was brought to you by our listeners. The time now is 3.58. The temperature in the WJFF listening area is 34 degrees with some light rain and fog. This afternoon, we have a 60% chance of rain, likely the high of 38, and tonight a 90% chance of rain with a low of 37. Tomorrow, Saturday, during the day, starting with a 60% chance of rain, ramping up to about 90% later on the day on Saturday, with a high of 48, and Saturday night, an 80% chance of a rain-snow mix with a low of 32. On Sunday during the day, mostly cloudy skies with a high of 35, and Sunday night, mostly cloudy skies with a low of 21. On Monday during the day, starting out with partly sunny skies, going into a 50% chance of snow showers. Later on on Monday, the high of 31, and Monday night, an 80% chance of a wintry mix with a low of 27. And on Tuesday during the day, we have an 80% chance of a rain-snow mix, going down about 50% for that later on on Tuesday with a high of 38. Up next, we have All Things Considered. Then at 6, we're going over to Fresh Air with Terry Gross. And now, All Things Considered. Support comes from Liza Phillips Design, sustainably sourced natural fiber rugs for floors and stairs. Designed in Narrowsburg, handmade in Nepal. By appointment and on the web at lizaphillipsdesign.com. Support comes from listeners and from Nature's Grace Health Foods and Deli on Main Street in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. Strengthening lives through natural foods. Nature'sGrace.net.